0: You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Sweet wrestling podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 80 of the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. We got a lot to get into, ladies and gentlemen. NXT to USA, why it's time to consider AEW a legit competition, plus much more. You can find me on Pod, excuse me. All of my listings, you can find them there. But first, before we hop into things, I'd like to talk about a phenomenal wrestling website that is powerslam.tv. It is a bonanza, a buffet of wrestling content you should really check it out Uh, they got progress evolve kayfabe commentaries they got interviews they got a lot of things that's very exciting that you should check out about the world of wrestling Uh, you can get a free 7 day trial right now if you sign up and also you can watch it from anywhere on every streaming device your phone uh, whether that be on the internet a lot of streaming devices you can watch it from so check it out it is a phenomenal website powerslam.com TV. So moving on into best thing, funniest thing, the funniest thing of the week, Michael Cole. And it's not unintentional comedy to where you're laughing at Michael Cole. Funniest thing of the week, he's interviewing Sasha Banks and they're going back and forth. Sasha's talking about her hair and how she's feeling good and Michael Cole says, with all due respect, Sasha, no one was talking about your blue hair. I bursted out laughing like everybody was talking about the blue hair first of all but it's it's just the fact how smug Michael Cole sounded when he said it was just hilarious to me so moving on to the best thing of the week obviously the Twitter hysteria uh, that was going on once this NXT to USA announcement happened it's like Twitter just went ablaze Uh, for everybody Jericho commented on it talked about how Yeah, give us credit. I'm going to get into that later, but a lot of people just commenting on it. Obviously, Triple H came out. Many wrestlers on top of wrestlers commenting on it. People going crazy on Twitter, going back and forth at each other. I'll get into that in this podcast as well. And it was just a crazy time. I don't know what time. I think that was Tuesday. Uh, Yes, that was definitely Tuesday when the announcement went down Tuesday morning. And all of that day was just a crazy day. In wrestling. So moving on, we're gonna move into on number one spot number one things in wrestling from the week. we got three things this week. we got number one spot, the number one free agents of the week, and the number one match of the week. The number one spot of the week goes to Cesaro. The opening barrel European uppercut that he put on Samoa Joe was just sick, man. I thought that they were going to end the match right there. It was a great false finish and a sick spot as well. Moving on to the number one free agents of the week, LAX. Uh, they have had their last match of Impact Wrestling. They will be free agents agents i enjoyed those guys ortiz and santana they put on phenomenal match up the phenomenal match impact wrestling and i cannot wait to see where they go next the number one match of the week what else could it be daniel bryan versus buddy murphy buddy is back in the segment this week, and he had a phenomenal showing yet again, and they actually gave Buddy Murphy the victory this time. And I thought that that was just awesome. It was an awesome match, and it was an awesome moment for Birdie for Buddy Murphy, excuse me. Just a great day, a great night of wrestling, and I enjoyed every bit of that match. So we are going to move into what is the biggest story of the week, ladies and gentlemen. As I take a sip of water right here. NXT. It's on USA, baby. And like I said, Master Stereo went down when the announcement came down. I'm pretty sure you've heard the announcement. You've read all of the details. So I won't get too deep into the details. But I will say there are positives to this. And there are certainly negatives to this as well. I tweeted. You know, I'm extremely excited by it. Uh, NXT, but they have lost a few battles before the war has even begun. So we're gonna hop into that, and we gotta look at. Let's let's be positive right now. Let's look at the positives. Uh, first, they got a load of money, and up upwards to fifty million dollars. Could be less, could be more. Now, this came from Dave Meltzer. I believe he was the first to report it if I'm not mistaken So they got a ton of money and if that gets Dispersed to the talent which they they better disperse that money to uh, to the guys and girls of NXT then I'm with it. If, if you're one to say that look they got all that money and that, that's all that that's all that matters then uh, okay. I, I can kind of see your point there, but I would disagree with it but they got a load of money uh, moving on to another positive. This is a bigger spotlight for the guys and the girls on USA Network. Obviously moving away from the WWE Network to USA where there are a ton of viewers. Obviously a bigger spotlight for your Velveteen dreams to shine. Up uh, uh, for the Undisputed Era to shine. The list goes on and on. Mia Yim to shine. Keith Lee to shine. And I'm very excited about that because we have some phenomenal talent in NXT. And it will be a showcase, a USA showcase, and it will give them a chance to get promoted on Monday Night Raw to where people will tune in. So, moving on, another positive from this is that with the two hours that they will have on USA, and I have this as a positive and a negative, by the way, I'll get into why it's negative. But it's more time for a positive. It's more time to showcase the whole roster. And... Like I said, phenomenal talent on NXT, and we don't get to see all of them every week. And I'm about to I'm about to get into why this thing is a positive and a negative. But we're on USA, we have more opportunity for more of the roster to get their shine on from week to week. And lastly, why it's a positive, it puts pressure on them to pull out all the stops. Now, I never had a doubt in my mind that NXT. NXT's quality would go down or that they wouldn't try to pull out all of the stops regardless because that's how it is Every week we get great matches week in and week out, but they are under a An incredible amount of pressure and I'll get into that So I, I don't think they're gonna hold anything back now going into USA. They're gonna try to pull out all of the stops Now looking at the negatives The first negative I've had I have here is full sale that full sale area that crowd that arena like look if you're gonna be going head up with AEW that is a huge negative now AEW is selling out arena after arena after arena if the casual viewer like I like to talk about that all the time because for one I'm not the casual viewer but they, there are a ton of casual viewers out there and they will be tuning in. they will get the word that you know what we gotta battle like the monday night war is going on again so people will be tuning in if they tune into nxt they're going to see full sale and it, look let's just be honest full sale is not a big arena at all but when you compare that to the fact that they're going to turn on aew and see thousands upon thousands of fans that's not going to be a good look for wwe and nxt at all so that's a negative for WWE and NXT the other negative that I have here is Vince and I'm gonna say that look man Vince McMahon I seen a report from Dave Meltzer that said that you know the product isn't changing and Vince won't be there every week but here's my thing okay I don't deny the fact that look nx is changing it's not changing into a sports entertainment brand but vince is going to be paying a whole lot more attention to this than he previously was when i assumed that he didn't care at all this thing's going to be on usa network And I'm not saying that Vince is here to change everything, but if Vince sees something that he doesn't like, that's getting displayed on the USA network, in the the immortal words of Jim Ross, you better bet your bottom dollar that he's going to say something. And that thing is going to change. So that is a negative that I'm very worried about. Moving on. I don't mean to be a pessimistic person, but what if the ratings are bad? I got to be realistic here. NXT is not worldwide like WWE. And could that change over time? Sure, it could change. Do I hope that they pop a big rating right out of the gate and they keep that going throughout their time on USA Network? Absolutely, I hope that that happens. But we gotta acknowledge the fact that everybody does not watch NXT. And I'm an NXT purist, and I'm here willing to admit that we just cannot overlook that fact. So I'm worried about the ratings, and I'm interested to see what happens there on September the 18th. Another negative here is that WWE and NXT with this war or quote-unquote war with AEW is in a no-win situation, especially as it pertains to ratings, Uh, because... When you look at it, the overriding opinion is that WWE is the big dog in town, and by proxy, NXT is with WWE, so they're the big dog in town, so they should be ahead in the ratings. So, like, you can't win here. If you lose to AEW, you lose big time. If you win, it's like, oh, okay, they should be winning, because WWE has been in existence for however long now, and they got the two-week jump on AEW as well at as far as going on earlier than they went on or debuting on USA Network are far ahead of when AEW debuted. So it's a no-win situation from a ratings perspective. When you look at it, another negative here is that AEW is truly the A-side here. But like I said, it won't be perceived that way. AEW will be looked at as the company that has just started. So you can't win either way if the WWE and another negative fear is that they made it a big deal so now they have to win of course if uh, you look at it and you say that okay they went to the USA Network and now it's a big deal man and at this point if they would have kept it on the WWE Network, if they would have kept it one hour, and they if they would have kept it at the standpoint of, this is just our developing company, like there would have been no pressure on WWE or NXT to kind of beat AEW. All they had to do is do what NXT did, and they would have been successful uh, no matter what. But now, they got paid handsomely so i'll never overlook that but now they have to deliver they're under immense pressure and like i said they have to pull out all the stops they're under pressure to pull out all the stops but they are under pressure to win and guess what ladies and gentlemen ratings are about to become a big thing again just like it was for the monday night Wars era i'm not one to jump on ratings or look at that as something that we should pay attention to but it's about to become a big deal whether we like it or not so moving on ladies and gentlemen i would say also our two other negatives is the main roster getting involved i don't want that to happen and I can see that happening with them being on the USA Network. I think NXT, the roster itself, should sink or swim on their own merits. I don't want the main roster getting involved. And another negative, as I said, this was a positive and a negative. More time for the to showcase the roster. One of the special things about NXT is that it was one hour. And that you couldn't see all of the roster. You had to tune in next week if you missed out on Velveteen Dream. So if we start to see all of these guys every week, it kills off the novelty of it, but I'm willing to sit back and see how it all plays out going forward. So moving on, we move on to AEW, ladies and gentlemen, and it is time to admit that they are legit competition. And I'm sitting there, man, because look, if we're being totally honest with ourselves, aew made this happen nxt to usa is because strictly because of of aew now it's not the only reason why it's nxt is on usa but it is the main reason look vince mcmahon wanted to compete with aew seeing them having their wednesday nights on tnt and he wanted to make a counter move, if we're being totally honest with ourselves. This is why they put NXT on the USA Network. which I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. But now you have to win the battle, like I stated earlier. Now, looking at why AEW is legit competition. Look, I'm not saying that they are going to put WWE out of business. Not whatsoever. But they are, like I've been saying for months now, they are legit competition in the fact that They can put on an entertaining product. They can sell out arenas. And I'm not just talking about the big events. I'm talking about weekly shows that they are selling out. Now, if you want to talk about scalpers or whatever, there are scalpers everywhere. And wrestling companies aren't selling out like AEW. They are legit competition in that sense. They are selling out these arenas left and right, man. And when I look at it, man, we got to stop moving the goalposts for aew first it was no oh man all in not gonna sell out it sells out in like an hour or something and then we, we kept down and they not even on TV yet they get a TV deal and then it's like, well, they can't sell out double or nothing. They sold out double or nothing in Las Vegas. And then it's like, well, they can't. Let's see what happens when they got to go week to week. They won't be selling out there. Now they're selling out week to week. At some point, you just got to sit back and say, you know what? Right now, as it stands today, I was wrong about them dudes. So let me just sit back and see what happens. At that point, you just have to say that. AEW is legitimate competition. So, moving on here, man. Another thing I saw, which was, which just got on my nerves, if I'm just being totally honest with you guys. All of these fans, man, and. When I say all these fans, I'm talking about AEW and WWE fans going at each other. And I'm just sitting up here, man, looking at this like, oh, you have got to be kidding me, man. And, <laughs> oh, man, it's just something that I look at. You going back and forth. I said this way back on episode 49 of this podcast, man. And it stands true today. It's like gang wars out here, man. It's like Rep your Squad. That's where we at, man. Like, you you, you can't view AEW. You can't watch NXT. If you NXT, you can't watch AEW. And I'm just sitting here like, bruh, why are we doing this? This is ridiculous. You guys look ridiculous. We can watch both of them. You don't have to choose a side. And like, you can watch both. Now, if you want to debate, who would you watch live? That's a different story. I'll get into that debate all day. But the fact that... If you want to get into a debate of who would you watch, you can only watch one. Nah, I ain't doing that. Like I've said in the past, in the Monday Night Wars, I watched both. I was a huge WCW fan, man. But guess what? I wanted to see The Rock. I wanted to see Stone Cold. I wanted to see the Undertaker. Undertaker, my second fave behind Sting. I wanted to see those guys. So I watched both. I will be watching both as it pertains to this Wednesday Night War. So that's that, man. You don't have to choose. You don't have to be on one side. In the end, the fans win. At the end of the day, that's just how it was in the Monday Night Wars. Obviously, WCW and WWF were going at each other, but guess what happened as a result of that? The fans fans won and the fans will win here as well so moving on ladies and gentlemen we're going to move on to bray wyatt uh, and we had a report that came out that said that this was from Sportskeeda, said that WWE was going to make Bray Wyatt more family friendly because he was scaring off the kids. And at first, when I seen that, I said, oh, my goodness, no. What are you doing, WWE? Like, you got the most perfect character you've had in like forever he is the best thing going in wrestling he has a lot of great things going about him and at first i thought oh man are we that sensitive are we that pc in 2019 that we're gonna water down his character and thankfully bray Wyatt came out on twitter and he called out this story and he said that it was not true he completely shot it down and i just had a huge fist pump because i am glad that we are going to continue to see this character like this he shot it down so i'm going to take the man at his word so we'll see what happens from here on end i love the segment with jerry lawler that he had i gave jerry lawler the, the mandible claw and he's on fire man and like i cannot wait to see what's the next feud with bray wyatt it should be very extremely interesting and i'm glad that he shot down that story we'll see how it goes going forward so we're going to move on to the next topic here seth rollins and braun strowman tag team champions look man i knew this was going to happen i said on twitter before the match i said look man either Seth and Braun is gonna win the titles or Braun is gonna turn here. You gotta have something that a makeshift match made backstage and like obviously something is gonna happen out, out of that makeshift match. So obviously we have Seth and Braun winning the tag titles and I gotta say man, this really devalues the tag titles and it devalues the OC as well. When you have singles guys Come in and win tag titles, like it devalues the entire division. We have tag team specialists losing to singles, guys. I have never liked that at all. In any realm of wrestling, any era of wrestling, I have never liked it. Like and when it pertains to Seth and Braun, we just gave them to the tag titles to further their storyline no other reason other than that just to further the storyline and i'm like sitting here saying we had plenty of other ways to further their storyline like we could have done, done it in a lot of ways like brian could have turned heel right there or they could have had a mix up and they could have lost and we could have furthered the storyline that way but no we gotta devalue the oc here and they lose their t- tag titles, Gallows and Anderson, and now we have to come back with a bullcrap way to get the titles off of Seth and Braun. Eventually, probably a quick way to get the titles off of them. And all of this will mean nothing because I mean, like, what what's the point at this point? Are you gonna take the titles off of Seth and Braun at Night of Champions? What would be the point in that, like? <sighs> They unnecessarily put themselves in a corner. Now, we're either going to have them lose it before Knight of Champions, or we're going to have them go into Knight of Champions as the Tag Team Champions, and what's going to happen with the Royal title? What's going to happen with the Universal Championship? Like, we have a lot of unnecessary things that are going down because of Seth and Braun winning the Tag Team titles, and... I'm sitting there, I see a lot of people saying, well, we've seen this before. So what, man? Like, that doesn't make it right that we've seen it before. Russo used to do this a lot of times. At least, Seth and Brown doesn't hate each other. Russo used to do the thing where singles are guys that hate each other will be tag team champions. And, like, we don't have that here. But it's just as bad as what Russo used to do. Obviously, it's looking like we're going to have a program with Brian and Seth for the Universal title. So, we'll see how that goes going forward. But it's an absolutely horrible idea to put the Tag Team Championships on Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. So, moving on to SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. And... What an awful reveal we had at the end of SmackDown, man They built this story all up Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns like, we've got the attacker And and midway through the show I said, you know what, we're getting a fake out here I thought that all along, even going back to last week's podcast I said that they should do a fake out But, we expected big things, they built this thing up and at least have a good fake out if you're gonna have a fake out. What we got was a Rowan twin. And I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me, man? This is where we're going with this? And like the, the segment itself was horrible. We got the Rowan twin looking at Rowan and they're just staring at each other. And Daniel Brown is trying to hold back his laugh. You can see Daniel Brown wanted to burst out laughing. Roman wanted to laugh, like he's put in an awkward spot. And I halfway expected the guy to look at Rowan and say, I am your father. Like, I, I, I just expected a Darth Vader. And, like, it, it, we just got them staring at each other. They didn't say anything. And, like, I'm sitting here and saying this storyline just took a left turn. And it has fizzled. Not out. Because they can always regain momentum in the upcoming episodes. But it fizzled last Tuesday with that horrible reveal. I don't mind the fake out. It's just that the reveal sucked. And it sucked bad, man. Like, I, hopefully, they move it on and we get some good things going for it. So moving on to the XFL, ladies and gentlemen, we got some team names. And I gotta say that I'm rather disappointed that. We didn't have the wrestling location team names like From Death of the Valley. We didn't have any of those type of team names. And at the end of the day, man, the team names were just fine. We got the Dallas Renegades, Seattle Dragons. You know, there were opinions left and right on how bad or how good the team names were. But I got to say that, look, man, I just hope that Vince gets so preoccupied with XFL, I'm rooting for this thing to become a big thing so that Vince can be so preoccupied with that that he just stops. Like, he just gives seats power to, of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and, and NXT to the right guys. Give Rod a Heyman, let Bischoff see what he can do with SmackDown, and let Triple H run NXT. Hopefully, this is a big thing. I'm rooting for it. And hopefully Vince gets heavily involved with the XFL. So moving on to the final topic of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Tony Schiavone signs a deal with AEW. And I got to say that I've seen a lot of varying reactions to this. Some people liked it. Some people hated it. And hopefully he's on the announce. I want to see him on the announce team to replace Alex Marvez. And, like, Morbius was just, look, he was just having a tough time. Let's just put it at that on the announce table. He does good with these AEW roll 2s, so I hope, hopefully, he sticks with that because he does an excellent job at that. But I'd love to see Tony Giovanni on the announce table with Jim Ross once again with Jim Ross, just like the old WCW days. And, look, down to my heart. This is an awesome thing for me to see Tony Schiavone back on TNT with AEW. It's just like the old days. It's just just the nostalgia really hits me. And Tony Schiavone has been doing an awesome job with MLW. So he still has it. And I think he can be a vital piece to AEW. So I'm really looking forward to that. Maybe we can get a uh, Jim Ross, Tony Giovanni, Excalibur. That would be a phenomenal announced team. And I hope they go with that going forward. So I'm very excited about that. So that is it for this episode of the Two Sweet Podcast, episode 80. I've been doing a lot of these, man. Let me know all of your thoughts, whether that be on Twitter or on YouTube in the comments. You can find me on Twitter at two sweet pod that's the number two sweet pod and at omg corey b let me know all of your thoughts on twitter and all of social media